Hello, market meditators, and welcome to your daily market briefing. Short, snappy, no BS, 10-minute daily updates about the crypto markets. Delivered to you by me, Kin. What on earth happened to the crypto markets over the weekend? Over the weekend, BTC and crypto market prices experienced a significant drop. By the end of today's call, you're going to know exactly what factors caused the prices to dump the way they did. And number two, the most important factors coming up this week that will either save prices or make them continue to go down even more. And finally, how each of those scenarios is likely to play out. In other words, by the end of the call, you'll know exactly how we got here and where we're headed as well. Before we get to that point in the call, we're going to discuss the BTC, ETH and altcoin market charts. And we're also going to look at some of the top headlines in the crypto news today. When prices dump so aggressively, it can be tempting to only look at the charts. But if you do that, you will miss key developments in the crypto markets. And that's why it's so important to look out for the crypto news as well. Opening up the one day BTC chart, we see a lot of heavy, heavy dips this morning and over the weekend as well. More on what caused this later in the call, but importantly, we are trading well below that 20K psychological level at the moment, currently at around about 18.7K. BTC is the leader and we all know that everyone loves to play follow the leader, especially in the crypto markets. We can see that Ethereum is also had a heavy, heavy, brutal weekend here, currently trading very low around about the 1.3k level. Again, we'll go into the factors that caused this at the end of the call and whether this price chart will go back up or continue down again all at the end of this call. But worth noting at this juncture that this is particularly disappointing news for Ethereum. Of course, we had the merge go through last week and the merge was pretty much seamless without any glitches. So definitely this was not the kind of price action or chart that Ethereum investors, holders and enthusiasts were hoping to see. Heavy losses for BTC, heavy losses for Ethereum only stands to follow that altcoin markets are pretty much all in the red. In terms of notable callouts, we can see that KNC is doing especially badly on the 24 hour. Probably safe to attribute that to discussion on Twitter about a possible exploit on the Kyber network. We now move on to the top headlines in the day because at the end of the call, we're going to dive way deeper into exactly what is going on with BTC and ETH. So top headline number one is taking a look at ApeCoin. ApeCoin was started in March as a governance and utility token. Now over the weekend, we had the news that ApeCoin DAO released over 25 million tokens. Let's just take a closer look to see who they released the tokens to and how that has affected and will affect its current market. ApeCoin launch contributors collectively received 25 million Ape tokens, which are currently worth around $130.5 million. Some have questions concerning launch contributors and who exactly these people are. Launch contributors are in fact the unnamed companies and people that helped make the project a reality. Many were concerned with the price of the coins, specifically whether or not there would be a decrease in price as a result of a group of people dumping coins. In anticipation of the release of the coins, the price dropped just over 10%. The price has since recovered and gone back to the previous price before the speculation. 
There are currently over 318 million APE tokens in circulation with a permanent supply of 1 billion tokens. The rest will be unlocked across a four-year period from last March's launch. While there will continue to be more tokens introduced into circulation until the volume reaches 1 billion tokens, it is a good sign that the price did not dump immediately after the big release. Separate to the idea of people selling as soon as tokens are unlocked, just a quick point here about traditional supply and demand dynamics. Generally speaking, when the supply of anything increases, we tend to see the price overall decrease. This is just basic supply and demand economics here. Now, this next headline is really very important and it has caused a lot of nervousness over the weekend, but we'll go over it right now, make sure we're all up to speed. So the United States Department of Justice released a report announcing significant actions regarding digital assets, including the public release of its report pursuant to the president's March the 9th executive order on Friday. So a big, big announcement on the US's stance on cryptocurrency. And admittedly, this report was widely criticized by some crypto circles. Some people have suggested that these measures are outdated and imbalanced. And generally speaking, there's a lot of opposition with the type of people who are creating these reports. Really, a lot of people in the industry think that it should be the crypto experts who are helping shape these frameworks, perhaps not people from older, more bureaucratic establishments who are already more anti-crypto and view it in a more negative light. Despite this strong backlash, some people, including the Binance CEO CZ, had a different interpretation. So CZ actually commended the Biden administration's report, going so far as to say it's great to see the US moving towards a proposed crypto framework. Getting it right will help protect customers, markets, and spark responsible innovation. These reports advance the US government's approach to developing a much needed framework for cryptocurrency policy. They included input from the Treasury Department's request for regulation and supported more research on a central bank digital currency. CZ's praise for the government actions was mostly related to the focus on consumer protections. He also took the opportunity to reiterate Binance's eagerness to work with regulators moving forward. Some have speculated that CZ's public remarks regarding this regulatory advancement could be a political move to position the world's largest cryptocurrency exchange at the top of the list, should the government seek advice from industry professionals further down the road. While the reports may have left much to be desired, according to some, progress made is still progress no matter how small. It is also certainly beneficial for regulators to see the CEOs of some of the biggest crypto exchanges as being very collaborative and welcoming. Just a few more headlines to go until we get into exactly why the crypto markets dumped on the weekend and what is likely to happen throughout the week this week. Binance is not the only exchange being collaborative with regulators. In fact, corporate exchange giant FTX said that its European division has received a license to operate as an investment firm in the region. The Cyprus SEC granted FTX a Cyprus investment firm license according to a statement issued on Thursday. This requires FTX Europe to meet standards outlined in the European Union's MIFID II directive, including those on the segregation and protection of client funds, business transparency and capital adequacy according to the company. 
The Cypriot license allows FTX to serve the whole European economic area, which includes the EU, Iceland, Liechtenstein and Norway. FTX says it's the only crypto exchange to provide a full suite of exchange services under a full MIFID II license. Statement here from the FTX CEO himself, securing this license in the European Union is an important step in achieving our goal of becoming one of the most regulated exchanges in the world. Even in the midst of a bear market, the biggest players in crypto continue to make significant progress. As our final headline, EFW confirms contract vulnerability exploit and dismisses replay attack claims. Smart contract auditing firm BlockSec first flagged what is described as a replay attack that took place apparently on September 16th, in which attackers harvested EFW tokens by replaying the call data of Ethereum's proof-of-stake chain on the forked Ethereum proof-of-work chain. According to BlockSec, the root cause of the exploit was due to the fact that the Omni cross-chain bridge on the EFW chain used all chain ID and was not correctly verifying the correct chain ID of the cross-chain message. BlockSec was the first analyst service to flag the replay attack and notified EFW, which in turn quickly rebuffed initial claims that a replay attack had been carried out on chain. EFW made attempts to notify Omnibridge of the exploit at the contract level. That is our top headlines finish. Congratulations if you made it this far. We're about to go into exactly what went down on the weekend and what's going to go down later in the week. Right, so what factors can help explain why we went from around about 22k BTC to where we find ourselves today? The beginning of the end was likely the disappointing September CPI numbers that we received. These came in, of course, higher than expected, indicating that the US central bank still had a lot of work to do before it would be able to tame inflation. Next up is probably the fact that we have the FOMC meeting coming up in about two days and six hours. Remember, this is a huge event for the markets. Here's why specifically. Everyone is watching to see what decision will be made on the latest interest rate hike this week. A minimum basis point increase of about 75 basis points is widely expected, currently at around about an 80% probability, so a very strong probability indeed. Worth noting a 100 basis point increase, much more aggressive, is also in the picture, but that is priced in at about 20%. So, so far, things are looking pretty unlikely on that front. But this graph is so volatile. We can see that one week ago, the likelihood of a 100 basis point hike was 0%. And just one month ago, a much more friendly conservative 50 basis point increase was priced in at about 53% chance. So this graph changes hour by hour, day by day. I'll be keeping an eye on it. So if you listen to these calls, you know exactly what's going on. In terms of what may go down at the FOMC meeting, 100 basis points is by no means out of the question. In fact, we have been many times surprised by what is decided at an FOMC meeting, but it is worth noting that this will be the first time we've seen a 100 basis point increase since the early 1980s. So we would probably need to see really bad news come in today and tomorrow for a 100 basis point increase rate to be decided on Wednesday. Taking a look at the crypto fear and greed index, we see that we are firmly in the extreme fear category. Remember that interest rate increases are typically bad news for the crypto markets. We want to see lower interest rates because this creates a more risk on environment and BTC and crypto are risk assets. Therefore, they rally or do better in risk on environments, not the kind of risk off environment that aggressive interest rate increases create. 
As mentioned, crypto and BTC do badly in risk-off environments, and one of the major indications of a risk-off environment is the dollar index. As we can see, the dollar index is at its highs, and it went up significantly over the weekend as well. This means that there's a lot of appetite for safety assets like the dollar. Remember, the idea here is that if all the currencies in the world were going to fail and there was an absolute doomsday scenario, we would expect that the dollar would be the last one to collapse. That's why it's considered a safe haven asset. And when that is going up like this, that usually means BTC and crypto are going to be struggling. Other factors that hurt risk assets like BTC and crypto, but to be fair, also the tech-focused NASDAQ, the S&P 500, the Dow Jones Industrial Average, all of which had a very disappointing week at the end of last week, similar to our markets, are events that just suggest that the overall markets are in trouble. For example, we had the announcement on Thursday that FedEx would be closing offices amid concerns about a recession. We also heard that Goldman Sachs is cutting jobs. This is one of the most profitable companies in the world. So if they're cutting jobs, you can only imagine how bad the overall economic situation is. Everything is relative. Not to mention, we had the news that General Electric is facing supply chain issues, another indicator of economic distress. All these factors create nervousness, and when investors are nervous, they don't want BTC crypto risk assets. Of course, we also heard on Thursday that the World Bank noted that central banks' interest rate increases could push the global economy into recession in 2023. In other words, recession fears heightened over the weekend. As well as what happened to BTC, it is likely that people were very upset about what happened to Ethereum, especially considering that the merge was so successful. But remember, the full impact of the merge may not be readily apparent for some time. This is more of a marathon type situation, not a sprint. With regards to the FOMC meeting, remember that the Fed chair, Jerome Powell, noted during his Jackson Hole speech that a single month's improvement is short of what the FOMC needs to see. He went on to add that the Fed's decision in September will depend on the totality of the incoming data and the evolving outlook. I just gave you a lot of data points that suggest that the evolving outlook is bleak. As you can see, just in the duration of this call, if you check out the CME tracker, the likelihood of 75 basis points has already increased to 82%. So we saw a bit of a crash on the weekend because we just have this absolute melting pot of negative macroeconomic factors, which outweighed positive crypto factors like the Ethereum merge being successful. On the balance of scales, the negative signals of the macroeconomy won. Coming up this week, we have the all-important FOMC meeting on Wednesday. Should we see a 70 basis point hike? This will already not be great news for crypto, but it is pretty much anticipated, unlikely to see huge volatility from that, but we absolutely have to watch the 100 basis point scenario. This could be very dangerous. Take it easy. That is goodbye in American slang.